Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zoe Show. So this is a very bittersweet, mostly bitter for me, episode. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the last in-person recording of The Low and Zoe Show that we can we have in the foreseeable future anyways yes and that's because why though what's happening well i'm quantum leaping to another country like very far away yeah. <laughs> soon you guys will know very soon yeah and um so we thought that we'd take this opportunity i mean when this comes out so you don't have 100% certainty of when you're leaving Toronto, but it's within the next couple of weeks, right? So this yeah. is most likely the last episode that will roll out before you leave. Um, and so we just thought that we'd kind of reflect back on the Toronto saga over the last, like, it's been pretty much two years, right? Yes. Just short of two years. You When did you move back to Toronto? Just uh, less than two years ago. It was like May, yeah, right? 2019. And then I, yeah. Yeah. And then I moved... Uh, like two months later to about five minutes away from Zoe. So we just kind of wanted to like roll tape and ta- this isn't a tape, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just reflect. And yeah, just see what comes out and everything that we've learned and the shifts that we've made. And it's been an abundant yeah. time. It's been a ride, the ride of our lives. <laughs> so let's get started. I'm Lo. And I'm Zoe. And this is The, the Lo and Zoe, Zoe Show. We're thought leaders and entrepreneurs who know that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life. On this podcast, we do manifestation differently. We'll be empowering you to create your wealthiest life through sharing the principles of quantum creation and the infinite power of strategic identity shifting. If you've struggled in the past to manifest the love, the money, the success, and the truly opulent life you most desire, it's simply because you've been missing a vital piece of the conscious creation puzzle, and we're here to change that. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll equip you with everything you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started. All right, so we decided that where we wanted to start this episode was with sharing with you guys where we were at two years ago, kind of like what our realities looked like, um, so that we could give some context around how much has shifted in the last two years. So yeah, what did your life look like two years ago, Zoe, or maybe when you first moved back to Toronto? Wow, like, I mean, I feel like I was full of optimism like I was very excited about this next chapter I was very excited about becoming a certified life coach I had a crush on someone that I was excited about and you know I was living on my own for the first time that was exciting furnishing a place is exciting but internally and personal work wise there was a lot of work that was to be done on what I would say self-realization self-esteem and confidence I mean, I had just moved back from Italy and so I knew that I was a powerful creator, a powerful manifester. I made my dreams come true and and then some. But moving back to Toronto, moving back to a place where I'd lived before, back to Canada, back to what was familiar, um, required me to step more into my power and prompted me with some lessons that needed to be learned around like just... I would say recognizing who I am and I would say that that lesson in itself has just come full circle in the last weekend that I had doing ayahuasca. But mm. I mean, I remember us sitting at Mill Street 
brew house or pub and you're like you know why would i hire you as my life coach and i had i didn't even know how to use my words yeah I that was yeah that was like the start of low and zo we mm-hmm. started with the queen mind tribe that came out of like that conversation of like us doing our own confidence building work and then yeah it just evolved over time but also like on a physical level for you you were struggling kind of like with a conf- with the confidence to really attract in the clients that you wanted as a coach and you were new to it but that has shifted drastically for you every time I talk to Zoe she's like oh yeah I got another painful <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I think about that and it's I, I've come leaps and bounds, but it's this it's this recognizing and this building up of who I am inside, which wouldn't have been possible if we didn't implement mm-hmm. what we teach in the Abundant Beings Club. Yeah. That that changed my life. Hands down is one of the most I would say it's been more fulfilling than learning how to like quantum manifest because it's the emotional transformation that we are all seeking inside yeah yeah and just for context there we the abundant beings club was like a progression of queen confidence academy um which was that night we had a conversation we were talking about how we were both really lacking confidence in our businesses and for me what that looked like was like a lot of inconsistency in my income I would have like I had one program basically that I had confidence in and then everything else I tried to do just like fell flat or like two people would sign up or whatever. So I felt really like unstable and unsure that way. So it was this relevant conversation for the two of us where we really had to start like wiring in a new way of thinking and relating to ourselves and what our value was. Uh, And it was like such a download, right? And I remember you saying, we're going to learn how to do this and then we're going to teach it to people and we're going to call it queen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> which in the end turned into Queen Confidence Academy. We decided to launch the Facebook group, which is now the Abundant Mind Tribe. Um, the first round of Queen Confidence Academy, well, we actually did two rounds of it. And for some reason, it never really sold that well mm-hmm. <laughs> for us. But we believed in the work so much that we turned it into, into, we evolved it into the Abundant Beings Club, which has actually just gotten another pretty big facelift um, where it's not an ongoing membership anymore. It's basically a program with a community, but we just decided with so leaving that, you know, working together in so many different facets just was going to be really, really difficult. So, so even that's been like kind of oddly full circle, right? Um, Yeah. And for me, like, like I said, I didn't have a lot of consistency in my income. I think there was similar to Zoe, like I was just so in my head about things all the time. You know, there wasn't a lot of like, emotional stability in regards to my my capacity to you know continue growing my business I questioned things a lot I was in my head all the time um it didn't feel easy for me and I really didn't and I wanted to move back to Toronto and all this stuff going on about not being able to find a place and not having the money for it and blah 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 and there's a whole story about like manifesting the place that I'm sitting in now and where that all led I mean that was a chapter in and of itself because um I found this apartment with my friend Trevor and he lived here part-time with me. Many of you guys know that story. And with him here and then Zoe down the road, the three of us started hanging out and then we had two other friends kind of manifest. (laughs) They were like, one of them was a friend of Trev's, one was a friend of mine from home. And the five of us spent like those first, I don't know, four months or something just hanging out with each other constantly, like doing shrooms on the terrace. (laughs) That was like such an abundant time. (laughs) I like those memories are my my favorite ones from Toronto, I think, because 
we were just learning so much about each other and you and i just called in the tribe yeah. we called in our like-minded people we're like how do we want to spend summer and fall and we like knew we wanted to spend it with vibrant bright minds and go out in the city and do fun things and that happened it happened so effortlessly and so easily and um bless trev for introducing me to psilocybin because (laughs) that's been um such an abundant journey on itself but like you know you you attract you attract your people when you when you decide to you know settle in and call in that of which you're seeking that time for me was such a like awakening in the sense of like I think that so many of us have this story about, you know, our age and when it's sort of like expected that you would just sort of settle down and, you know, have your life be what it's supposed to be. And it was, I had let go of that and I'd gone to, I was 31, I guess, and I'd gone to Rome and then I'd come back. And then we just had like those four months of like, it, the whole thing just felt so magical. Like with this apartment manifesting, we had this beautiful terrace and the friends and like the adventures that we went on. And it felt so like we were 18, you know, yes. with like just the world of possibility ahead of us. And it's not, it still feels that way. Um, but I think that at that time, it was a real lesson for me in being like, age doesn't mean that you have to let go of the magic or the you know, just the possibility of life taking you in unexpected places. Because that's how that felt was it was all just like unexpected and it just found us and it was just like, oh, it was so good. It was spontaneous. Yeah. And I think like, I think that magic and spontaneity are like one and the same because I I have struggled a little bit, um, you know, after having a magical few years in Europe and then coming back to Canada where it felt like harder to find that magic and I think why those memories stick out to me the most is because it was just spontaneous because we were just like what do you guys feel like doing this weekend it's like it doesn't matter let's just get together we would get together and then we would go to a vegan fest or go to our friend's art music show and go to live music and we just allowed it to take us versus trying to control and plan we just allowed the energy to take us where we were meant to go in the city and have these adventures and what I loved about our crew is that you know we we all got close for the first time well I know you knew Trev before but um for the rest of us we all didn't really have like close um intimate relationships friendships with each other but then from just getting together and speaking about like-minded topics like there was no gossip there was no nothing like that there was no like drama it was just us speaking about like the inklings we had about the universe like what was inside of our hearts and like then we just allowed the friendships to unfold so organically and so magically and to be so accepting of each other wherever we were at Mm -hmm. yeah I think it was expansive for all of us um and also it ran its course not like we're all still friends but Trev met Tara Mm -hmm. and they you know fell madly in love and many of you guys know the story about that and by the time he wanted to move out because they were engaged I was ready for like my office and COVID was happening and I really wanted a workspace and it was like so clear to me that like that was the length of time that he was meant to come in and then leave and obviously he's still a really good friend they live um in Victoria now uh and so then from there what was sort of like the next phase I mean COVID happened really (laughs) I would say the next phase well it it was COVID happened for me personally it was like facing all of the relationship love wounds Mm. that were 
present because remember Coach Dan? Yeah. In the fall, that fall before COVID happened, um, I hired Coach Dan to help me with a relationship in my life. And I'd say he really influenced and, and sparked like a new way of being, a new way of learning in us that was love versus fear. What does it mean to come from love? What does mm-hmm. it mean to come from fear? Um, recommended the book A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, which is, I've re-listened to it multiple times, highly recommended to everyone. It's so awakening and eye-opening. And I I had a whole new lens on relationships and how I had approached them and myself and how I exist in them and an awareness of triggers that I had just never even touched before because I'd never given anyone the opportunity to get that close to me I guess to set off triggers in different ways yeah and we had uh coach Dan on the podcast for two episodes which was the beginning of season two so somewhere around like episode 25 to 28 or something like that Mm -hmm. anyways um but it's funny because the episode that we released last week (laughs) was uh about showing up in love in a world of fear And it's kind of the same, like that was a transition that I feel we both sort of, or like a breakthrough we both sort of work up to where it's like in all areas of your life, you're either coming from love or you're coming from fear. And in the places where you're coming from fear, you don't have what you want, right? Because you're just getting what it is that you're putting out there. And so then, you know, when the pandemic happened, we both, you know, predominantly chose love and it's still going on and it's still <laughs> I was just telling Zoe this morning like they're talking about a third lockdown in Toronto it's not like it's not like oh I'm just so appreciative of all of it it's like there's definitely times when I'm like okay I'm done with this but for the most part it's been even in the last year with everything that's gone down it's been very expansive for both of us and we both did more like internal work and I've really focused on my business and found a lot of stability there um, and expanded myself and saw my triggers. And it's all kind of within this bigger theme of like fear versus love. I returned to love. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because in any moment, you're either coming from fear or you're coming from love. Love can look like a lot of different things and fear can look like a lot of different things. But in each moment, you're operating from one space. And when you're in one, you can't be in the other. But yeah. that's, um, you know, such a powerful Lesson, I mean, when I woke up to that, I was most definitely shocked, triggered in an energetic stress reaction. And I, I, I remember feeling quite disempowered because I'm like, oh, there just feels like so much work for me to do around love and relationships. Like I didn't even know all this work existed. I tapped in, I fell down the hole and I didn't even realize that I had an abandonment wound, a fear of rejection that was so powerful within me. But it's from that place of awareness that we can start to transform the energy. We can heal ourselves and... I think just being able to heal those things have liberated me more than I could ever imagine. Yeah, I feel like a big thing that's changed for both of us is we kind of like grew up yeah. in the last two years. And it's not that we weren't adults before, but I I don't know. For me, like I didn't really – I still – was really resisting the idea of like adulthood, even at 31. I know that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Um, not that I didn't like being an adult or anything, but it was like, I don't know. I just, I still just kind of kept myself in this place where I got to feel like I didn't really have to move on with my life in like a big way because that was safer, right? Than like, whereas now, like I, I blocked a lot of like the things that I wanted because I was in fear about really moving on with my life in a big way. Whereas now... I want the adulthood. I want the house. I want, you know, the commitments. 
I actually had a lot of fear around those things. And I know for you too, Zoe, like we just, we moved back to this city as like, really as two different people than we are now. That's mm-hmm. how it feels. And it wasn't, I don't think it looks a lot different for anyone externally, but it feels like an entirely different existence for us both internally. Yeah, completely. It's all about that emotional transformation and, you know, not resisting life, like yeah. moving with life because it's, you hit the nail on the head there with the whole adulthood thing and like resisting that in different, in different ways, resisting that, especially being business owners and entrepreneurs, like, there is a next level responsibility that we've associated with adulthood that, you know, was resistant to. And then we've really approached that in a different way. And we transform the energy within ourselves to no longer feel resistant, but feel excited about, you know, gaining more responsibility and setting ourselves up for success. And that can only happen. And we can only come from that energy of excitement if we've gone to the root of like the resentment or the resistance. Mm -hmm. So, Okay, so then the last year, I mean, we spent the summer just like making of it what we could yeah. in the pandemic and we bought like our paddle boards. That was like... That was so abundant. I know. We were just one afternoon. A friend said something about a paddle board and we just like looked at each other and we're like, we're going to go buy some right now, which is what we did. Um, and we went on like lots of bike rides and then you decided to go back to school. Yeah, I decided to go back to school. We also did the master cleanse. Which oh yeah, we, last summer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was a learning learning opportunity um which was great highly recommend it we created some episodes on that I definitely recommend listening to them and yeah I went back to school because you know part of the reason why I wanted I'm I'm a lifelong learner I love to learn about new things I like to challenge myself I have to try all different modalities of healing and you know plant medicine and all that I just love it I love being my own guinea pig in a sense like putting myself into situations and watching myself grow and evolve. And so with the freedom that I gained in my life and and the financial place that I was at, I'm like, well, what next? I'm like, well, I've always wanted to explore acting, take some acting classes, like try it out. It's something I've always been drawn to. Applied to Toronto Film School, got in and started going to Zoom school during the pandemic. And I just finished up last week and it feels so good to have completed um, what I did complete and I uh, I did choose to defer and I, I don't believe that I'll go back at this point but I got everything that I went in for and more so yeah. much more like I don't know what what changes have you seen in me since I started versus like where I'm at now you're like way more uninhibited which I know like I know within your um your your schooling like they really challenged you like things some of the things Zoe has to do that she tells me about in terms of like you know acting scenes and stuff like that I'm like I would die (laughs) I could not um whereas you really like embraced it and I think that that will be something that impacts you and your work for the rest of your life and I also see you acting as well um but it's funny because in February you were like I think I've decided that like I'm gonna leave Toronto which was always this thing in the back of my mind that I knew Zoe would do because she just doesn't like stay in one place and I knew that um but it's, I mean, it, it was like a sudden realization for you because you'd still been like buying pieces of furniture for your apartment and stuff. And then you're like, decided I'm going to leave Toronto. I'm going to finish school and leave in December. And I said to her, I was like, there's no way yeah. <laughs> you're making it till December because Zoe and I are very similar in that like when we make up our mind about something, like that's it. It has to, like there's, you're just, it was February or maybe it was, it was even January. I was mm-hmm. like, you're not going to do another year. And I mean, Toronto is beautiful in the summer but in the winter it's gray it's concrete 
everything's closed. What I used to love about Toronto in the winter doesn't exist anymore, at least not right now. So I didn't like I it made total sense to me. Like, why would you? I'm here because I have family here. You don't have that here. Right. And like we've lost a lot of what we really loved about the uh, the city, at least in the winter. Um, so I just knew like she's not going to make it until December. <laughs> and then later you told me that you reflected on that and realized it was true. And I was like, damn it, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I put that idea in there. But like it would have happened regardless because I think it was like a week or two later. You're like, OK, I think I'm going to leave in like April. <laughs> yeah. And then I kind of like tailspinned a bit into like anxiety over the idea of Zoe leaving and being like confronted with just like what am I doing here and because my family's here but I've had like friends you know I had quite a few close friends in the city at one point and they've all kind of moved on and done their own thing and so much of like the magic that we've shared has been in this apartment which I still intend to live in so I had like a good month where I was like it wasn't it wasn't like I always knew Zoe would leave so it wasn't like oh my god what am I gonna do without Zoe it was like what am I doing here? <laughs> Where do I belong? And like, I'm still figuring that out. But I had like my initial like ego freak out subsided. And I was like, I still feel called to be here. There's more for me here. Um, and it also like wouldn't once I kind of wrapped my head around Zoe leaving and I said this to you, it doesn't actually make sense to me that you would stay like I just can't really picture it. I can't picture like another year of this chapter like it Mm -hmm. feels very much like this chapter was meant to be two years and it's over right and we're both such like evolving people we want things to be changing up all the time there I can't really think of a time in my life that was longer than two years really um at least not in my adulthood where I didn't say like okay I'm entering into a new chapter and for me I do believe that's going to be in Toronto I feel really called and inspired and have been working on like massively scaling my business and that's where I feel really called like this is the time for me to like blow shit up Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and I also think too that there's like space being made in my life for you know a relationship and I'm older than Zoe like I'm like we forget this all the time but I'm like four years older than you at least something like that yeah I always forget I don't know it's something around that. Might be more. We're not. Time doesn't What's exist. What's time yeah. anyway? <laughs> Age isn't real. Yeah. But anyway, so like I am at a point in my life where I would like, like I want a home base. I, I had a moment in time where I was like, maybe I should just leave too because I can't handle any of it. And then I was like, no, I actually want, like I really resonate with having my space and things that I've set up in my routine. Like I still love that. And it's just gonna, it's like I kind of have to let go at this point because I don't know what I'm supposed to be intending for next other than within my business I don't know where I'm gonna be you know in six months to a year from now I don't know what I should be calling in I don't know what the next chapter even and that has that was part of the anxiety for me was like I don't know what I want to create next whereas it's always been intentional so there's like a new level of trust that I've had to like (laughs) it's a work in progress and be like you have to trust that like the universe is not just gonna like abandon you in Toronto (laughs) with like no close friends or anything like that you know anyways sorry I knew Zoe was like we should do like a I'm leaving episode and my initial reaction was like no (laughs) I don't need to get sad (laughs) it's okay this is a celebration of the growth and like everything because even when it 
even when it's wrong, it's right. Like even like, you know, I'm I'm sad in in these different ways and like like I'll miss recording in person yeah. and us like going paddleboarding. But it's like this is just what this is just life. Like yeah. this is what like even when it feels wrong or even when it, you're worried that like people are getting triggered around you based on your decisions or people are sad or people, you know, like you have to move forward with your internal compass because there's a reason why I'm there are many reasons that we don't know why I'm leaving Toronto and you're here like right because like the space like we hang out all the time that space is going to be so quickly filled by you know someone I I, intuitively I feel like your person's coming into your life like that's just what I feel and um I think you know that too and that's this space is being created what um when you say like you feel you've suddenly felt like intuitively called yeah what was that experience for you because it did happen I remember one day you messaged me and you're like I was in an uber I think you were going to the airport or something or what were you doing I was going to go going to get a Reiki healing oh that's right and you were like it's like minus 20 out this morning like this is not my ideal environment anymore (laughs) (laughs) so there was a few there was a few things that happened in like I would say a week's time it was like all of a sudden I started to feel like detached and you know I should note that like I went into what you might call like the dark night of the soul the end of 2020 like I never have felt so disconnected from like source and so it was deep and it was dark and it was a long time that I was in this place of not feeling very good so you know, I want to validate anyone else there who went through that because I think more than a few people went through that in 2020 at some period of time. Yeah. And it was so foreign to me to feel that way. And I, I knew that I was going through it for some reason that I didn't know why always, like whether it's a little bout of anxiety, a little bout of lower level emotions where it happens before the up level, right? So I knew that I was being energetically prepared for something. I just had no idea what it was. Um which is challenging when you're going through it and you're and you're crying every day and you're <laughs> experiencing all sorts of different things. But um, when I started to move out of that, I re- recognized that, oh, I'm not resonating with Toronto anymore. Like I've always like loved this city. Even when I lived in Rome, I remember watching Toronto YouTubers because I just like, I still love the city and still wanted to be in the vibration of. But this time it was like, oh you've outgrown this and I remember getting an uber to this appointment that I had and I was driving through the city and I'm like it's gone now it was the same feeling that I had when I decided that I was leaving Rome and Rome I was extremely emotionally attached to Rome Mm -hmm. because that was the representation of a dream made manifest everything that I wanted for so long I was very emotionally attached to Rome like even when I would fly home to visit my family for Christmas I'm like I couldn't wait to go back to like Rome like just because it was Rome and it was it was everything But upon deciding that I was moving back to Canada and going back to Rome, I was just detached. I walked around the city and I was like, I don't feel like this is mine anymore. And that's that same feeling that I had with Toronto that just started to click in. And yeah, it was sinking in. I still didn't know exactly where I was going uh, at that point, but I knew that I was leaving. And then I, you know, toyed around with the ideas of 
you know, what, what I figured an adult would do, not necessarily thinking about my internal compass, but I'm like, I think I'm just going to like buy a house on the island at the end of the year. <laughs> I knew you were not going to do because yeah. it was so like obligation-y. <laughs> oh, completely obligation-y, not Zoe at all. And I knew that, you know, I knew that Toronto wasn't my ideal environment. I'm, I'm definitely a being of the sun and warmth. Um, but, you know, Vancouver Island is, is beautiful, but it's not, not as warm and decadent in palm trees and things that I I like (laughs) so it's still it was this obligation trying to figure it out versus letting it unfold Uh that was very much the case and all of a sudden I just had I just started to get all these synchronicities for this certain place and I'll just drop another hint here a place that I've never been to before in my life was like calling me and it was from my heart space, like, and I'm like, I just have to say yes to this. I just have to say yes. I said yes, and everything kind of fell into place. Started getting connected with people who could help me out with this, like, international move and things like that. And and it was just done. And I think it's like, it was always meant to be, and I see that now. But um, there was this obligation trying to figure it out, you know, trying to, and this is something I'm, I'm still shedding or just overcome I would say in a big way is this adulthood stuff Mm. this you know and I know Laura you've really helped me with that and just been like such a light in that and you're like you know when I was your age I felt the same way and then I just like let go of it I just let go of it because what I've struggled with is this obligation energy around the timeline of my life like I'm 29 years old is it responsible? These are the thoughts going on in my mind. Is it responsible to move internationally when like you've got a biological clock going on? You don't have a boyfriend. You don't own property yet. You know, like all of that was just showing up for me as to because younger Zoe thought I would be married and have kids by the time I was 25. Like that's just how I grew up in a small town mentality, the collective that I was around. And I've seen that life doesn't happen that way, but you have to be open to life unfolding Um, the path for you I think that's just like a narrative that women especially well women Mm -hmm. are fed I wouldn't say no guy has pressure around that because some families just have strong expectations about getting married and having kids um, and that being really like your number one priority but I think women especially because when I was like 28 and 29 was the period when I felt like I was thinking about that a lot and I remember I was probably 28 when you decided to go to Rome. And I remember having this like, it wasn't a jealousy. It was like a, I remember being that age and feeling like I could just go and do something like that, which was really just me holding that possibility hostage because then like two years later I went to Rome, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and let go of that. But I also at that age, because it was top of mind for me, it was something I like I got reflected back to me and I would have like lash clients who would literally say things to me like, so how's the husband hunt going? When like I'd never even mentioned, you know, wanting to get married. Like those are the kinds of sort of expectations that I think women have put on them. And so, and it's funny because I really don't get it anymore. But that's because it's not a story for me anymore. Now the story is like, it's only like, it would only make sense that by living my best life and focusing on me and creating something I am obsessed with, that I'm going to have everything that I want, right? And it's going to be like, Honestly, I'm turning 33 in April um, and I feel so grateful. Like, I just don't think I could have created what I have had I met someone 
early on or as any other version as myself because I feel like I've just evolved so much that what I attracted into my life even like six months ago is just so drastically different from what it is now and so anyway so there's like a lot of like I guess trust behind that unfolding but I remember being your age and having all of that going on and I when I first lived in Toronto which was at that time my story was like okay this is it I've moved back from Australia and now I'm like doing the adult thing and I'm like setting myself up and I'm figuring it out but the thing is like that's just not who we are Mm -hmm. you know so it makes perfect and that's what I mean when I say it makes perfect sense that Zoe was leaving I can't really imagine it being any other way because it's not like you will meet your person by doing exactly what you feel called to do, not because you bought a house on Vancouver Island. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like, you know, scuba diving somewhere, like God knows where. Yeah. Like. Um, but anyways, so I think that it, it does just make perfect sense to me. And also there's discomfort in, in expansion, right? In yeah. the unknown. Um, and that's where like there was, <laughs> Zoe and I teach all the time that you can manifest, you know, things you want from other people and I had this like brief moment when I kind of joked about it but I was like I thought briefly about creating that you just stayed (laughs) (laughs) because I believe that I could have done that if I wanted to but I was like but that's not that's so like not that I ever would have put energy into that but even that like needing things to stay the same means that you're not allowing like the universe to show you what's next right Mm -hmm. and so even though there's like a resistance with it (laughs) and a sadness. I mean, it's going to be sad to have Zoe so far away. There's just like a knowing that it's what is meant to happen. And it's going to be just a whole new abundant chapter for both of us. It's going to be filled with magic that like we don't know yet, you know? And I think it's it's about embracing the unknown and like just, you know, opening yourself up to it versus like shying away because this is an opportunity always with new beginnings. It's for the universe to show you what is possible. And I think there's so much beauty in new beginnings because you come at them curious. When you can come at them curious, it's like, oh, I wonder what could happen. Like anything could happen. The universe can like drop you all sorts of different gifts and it's because you're just like open and you're not so... um, focused on resistance yeah right so I like I'm excited because I know that there's just so much abundance coming for you here Lo like it's just you know and there's reasons why you're here like you said your family's here there's reason why you have Simon now there's like there are certain things that are like keeping you here like keeping your energy geographically here whereas like Mine is like my family lives across Canada and um, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have yeah. any attachments here. Yeah. So um, besides like my, my friendships, but I know from moving all sorts of different places all over the world is that, that my friends always stay. Like the true ones are always like just a part of each chapter as they've like always been because and I find that even if anything friendships and relationships with my family get stronger when I'm farther away because we make more of an effort for like quality conversations and and keeping in touch so yeah yeah and like I totally I got it from the beginning as to why I was like once I came around to it I was like I can't believe she's been here this long to be honest. like yeah. I wouldn't have if I didn't have family here during all of the COVID and everything I'd be like peace out and for me it's like I, I actually don't say like oh I'm here because my family's here that 
I'm here because it feels intuitively like the place that I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where I was freaking out and being like, oh my God, like don't act out of fear, <laughs> you guys. Because <laughs> there was like a good like three weeks where I was like, where could I go? Like I like, you know, trying to run from it. Um, but when I sort of like tuned back in, I just know like I am supposed to be here. So I have to trust that. Yes. (laughs) Which is like easier said than done at times. But anyway, so in terms of like the progression of the Lo and Zoe show, I mean, we started like two Septembers ago or Octobers or something. I don't exactly remember when it was. So that was a year and a half, a little less than a year, sorry, a little more than a year and a half ago. Yeah. And the Lo and Zoe show will continue on. Yes. Um, It'll be done remotely, obviously. And we are going to take a bit of a break because Zoe is... Usually we take a break between seasons, but we're like halfway through season three. Uh, So Zoe, you're going to go where you're going and then, you know, settle yourself down. And uh, so we don't 100% know when we're going to be back with another episode, but we do know that we will be... Well, our plan is to be launching QC Squared in August. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there'll definitely be, you know, a reemergence. At least before then, yeah. for sure. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, the Abundant Beings Club, which we did mention on this uh, podcast, is always available to yeah. you. So, you know, if, if something sparked your interest about that work, because for me, like I said, that's been the most transformational thing that's come out of this. This has been the work yeah. that's, like, changed and transformed both of our lives. Because sitting now here having these conversations, like, it's the same us, but different. Yeah. The same us, like we look, we look similar and, you know, we still enjoy similar things, but like the inner transformation is where it's at. And that has just absolutely been such a gift from this chapter of life. And that's why like it only makes sense that things would change externally for both of us, right? Because so much has changed in the last two years that like your physical reality can't stay the same yeah. if you're doing the internal work so for Zoe that looks like you know going somewhere warm and yeah. which is totally it makes so much sense to me I just like there's pieces <laughs> of me that doesn't like don't like it that's all um and for me I, I don't know yet but <laughs> stay tuned uh, stay tuned we're good well we emerge with like the gems as yeah. they come <laughs> the quantum leaps yeah coming anyways so we love you guys signing off yeah love you and we'll we'll see you soon we'll talk soon bye <laughs>Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to the low and zo show if you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate it and share on social media be sure to tag us if you're ready to transform yourself in order to transform your life and get personalized support and coaching from us while doing it click the link below to read all about the low and zo membership the abundant beings club until next time stay abundant